0: Good morning, it's me, Ed Carbohall, mixed martial arts analyst for FrontproofMedia dot com. You can find my stuff at uh, MyMMANews.com dot com, FrontproofMedia, TheBlogBoardJungle.com dot com, and SureDog dot com. Follow me on Twitter at Uh This is April twenty second, Sunday morning after UFC Atlantic City, after UFC after UFC two twenty three. Uh, you know, it's it's been a an interesting been an interesting month for the UFC as a whole. So, and uh, I just submitted my piece to News.com should be published soon regarding the uh, featherweight and lightweight divisions in the promotion. I think we're seeing a correction uh in April. So, yeah, it's definitely time to uh definitely time to start thinking about the promotion and moving forward without Conor McGregor. Um also, uh some bellator stuff michael chandler's uh fight um some st- lots of stuff to talk about for this month i know i had recorded an episode from brooklyn uh about 223 when everything was happening but um it's obviously been a busy month uh i've been pretty crazy for mma as a whole so let's get into some of those details All right, so since there were more UFC events uh, this month, we'll just look at UFC 223 and last night's uh, UFC Atlantic City event, only because um, those, I think, had the most effect on the uh, divisions that were affected by Conor McGregor pretty much holding them up. So if you look at what's happened since... I mean, and of course, McGregor has inserted himself into the news of of how everything started. But um, you know, with the removal of the interim lightweight title, how? But by whatever means they removed it, you know, they they just had to clear it up because over 500 days without defending the titles you claim you hold in the featherweight and lightweight division leaves the the promotion in in a weird place where they constantly have to defend and explain Mm -hmm. what they're doing. So. They just took they they stripped him of it without directly saying they were stripped of it. But you know, I think the quote was as soon as the first punch is thrown, the the fight is for the title. And as we know by now, Habib Nurmagomedov won that title at UFC 223, despite all the uh, mix up with the main event. And and credit to Al Ayakinta for getting to not only get to fight in his home state finally, uh, in New York, um, but to to fight for a title and and. He certainly proved his worth to the promotion. as a, He's very vocal about how they treat him and money and things like that. Um, and he stepped up to the plate uh, and fought uh, the full five rounds. A lot of people thought he'd get dragged, but he did not. He actually went the full five rounds, fought to the end, and actually became a little bit problematic for uh, Nurmagomedov towards the end of the fight. Like It seemed like he realized what he could have won in... The, in uh, like round three, I think is when he when the takedowns weren't so easy for Nemagomedov and things like that. So now that we have a, a solid, definite lightweight champion, there's a lot of fights to make there. I mean, I already says believes he can beat him in a rematch, and I, I think he proved that. He said that to TMZ. If you haven't seen the video, um, what else? Um, obviously, uh, with the 155 is in line for for Khabib. Uh, and medov are uh, are are endless um i mean they're giving McGregor again I don't think he's coming back, but they're saying you know he gets first shot, obviously, if Ferguson heals up and that fight uh, even though they said the fight wouldn't happen, I think we can list the things that Dana White said would never happen in the u f c that have usually happened almost immediately after he says they would never happen uh you know women fighting in m m a um, Amanda Nunes never headlining. The company not being sold. I mean, the list is endless. So um, we're gonna see that fight. Uh, obviously, if Tony Ferguson has the uh, the knee issue to deal with. So we'll be waiting for him to heal up from that. But in the meantime, there's a lot of 155ers uh, out there. Um, even even aside from the low beef that uh, Nurmagomedov and McGregor have, plus the title thing. Um, whether or not McGregor will ever come back for whatever money they're going to offer him is besides the point now. Um, I think Kevin Lee and the style that he won against Edson Barbosa in Atlantic City last night um, definitely makes for a, a draw. So the UFC can make money, the fans will be happy, and it's a legitimate title defense. Uh, and Byron Ortega was willing to fight him that week of 223-2. In fact, he said he was had agreed, but... Holloway, they wanted to go with Holloway for whatever reason, um, so either way, I mean, Holloway, Holloway versus Ortega, or Nurmagomedov versus Ortega, that's going to be a draw if he goes up in weight to try to fight for that title, uh, so just the, the Kevin Lee and uh, Nurmagomedov matchup should be really interesting to folks after watching last night's fight, uh, Lee's dominant victory over Edson Barbosa, it's definitely something that we should all be keeping an eye on. And uh, just uh, really quick about Bellator, um, you know Michael Chandler and Brandon Gertz fought. They're also the same uh, lightweight division. That the, the lightweight division universally in uh, mixed martial arts, I think, is just amazing right now. Featherweight and lightweight, the lighter guy, just like in boxing, the lighter, you know, just more entertaining fights. Um, the finish rate, the output, it's just it's just really exciting to watch. So, and speaking of that. So, uh, you know, Michael Chandler and, and Brent Primus were supposed to rematch for the lightweight title over at Bellator. And, uh, you know, Primus uh, fell out of the match due to injury. So Brandon Gertz stepped in on uh, it was a few weeks notice. He had time to he didn't have that much time to prepare him. And Chandler finished him. Um, he had got his shoulder separated, actually, not Chandler, um, Brandon Gertz. And that, and that triangle choke, uh, that arm triangle that he uh, took him over with. and um, So Brandon Gertz is always going to be out for a while. But, um, you know, one of the things that folks should uh, keep in mind is that, uh, you know, Michael Chandler was adamant about not, not going after the title anymore and just fighting big fights. I mean, I guess he wants the Bellator version of Lightweight. Money fights, but that uh, rematch with Primus, I think, is something to look forward to. Still, although from what I'm hearing, uh, he has not officially renewed with Bellator yet. Um, If you guys follow Front Row Brian on Twitter, uh, apparently he and Michael Chandler were at the LFA event, LFA 37, on Friday night, and he inquired with him about his contract renewal and he said that he had not uh, done so as of yet i don't think he we have to worry about him leaving bellator because uh chandler is one of the the fighters that is like a bellator staple he's got the uh the sponsorship with coinline and all his other sponsorships which he would i think he'd lose money um by leaving and and, i mean the ufc would likely try to you know match i would think if there is any type of competitiveness but he hasn't been really vocal. Usually fighters are vocal about changing and stuff like that, you know. So, he hasn't been that vocal about it. He's been displeased, but he, it doesn't look like... I mean, he still wants to fight there. And I think they're just used to dealing with him. So, I, I don't see... I don't see that not happening. Um, the other thing is, as far as uh, the lighter guys goes, it's really not... I mean, uh, you know... Uh, ben Askren was a 155, 170 guy. Allegedly there's a uh, in the works Scott Coker and 1FC might be in agreement uh in making a uh, Ben Askren and Roy McDonald fight happen uh you know people want Ben Askren and George St. Pierre to fight so if you look there's a reply from one of the 1FC execs to um uh I think it was a tweet by Brett Okamoto in regards to Ben Askren returning to MMA and fighting uh, Rory McDonald. And uh, the 1FC executive said he was open to negotiating with Coker and Bellator. So that would be a great fight. Uh, I mean, they would definitely, definitely cement them as a legit competition right there. I mean, that's a high-profile fight for the hardcore fans. I got to say, I think Bellator has, has become more of the mixed martial artist hardcore fans uh, promotion. Even though the elite guys, obviously the competition and the divisions I just talked about previously in the UFC are are way more exciting and and fun to watch and stuff like that. But, you know, that Endeavor ownership, Endeavor is the new name of WME, IMG, if you're not aware. I think it's just affected the brand. And um, granted, when people always talk about casuals and selling out and things like that. But the bottom line is when, when that happens, when you when you have the uh the power to just bring in a lot of new quote unquote new fans to something that's been around for a while, that's how you make money on top of the money you have from the solid fan base the hardcores that were already there. I mean so it's hard to knock what's happening and it's actually as a whole I think it's great for the sport and you know just, uh, the growth of it, but if you're an MMA fan at the level that I am, and my co-host at the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast, you know, like, a lot of times when you, when you start talking MMA, you know, out and about, it's still not as big as you'd like it to be, even with the band lifted here in the Northeast in New York, you know, like, it's still hard to, uh, to garner, like, fan interest and stuff like that, and, and, uh, just getting in conversation, so, um as big as the sport has gotten and as much as growth as we've seen and start saying that people are selling out or whatever, it's not, it's, it's not, it's not at the level of like, you know, baseball and hockey and things like that. So long way to go. But, um, yeah, April has been interesting for mixed martial arts. Again, I do a weekly podcast, the, uh, coast to coast combat hour, also on anchor and iTunes and all that. Please follow them on Twitter at uh combat hour. One word. That's, uh, well, that's what's been keeping me from keeping up with my own podcast, but I appreciate you guys that still listen and stuff like that. Um, we've already had a lot of guests on there, Virgil Zwicker, Corey Turner, who fought, fought in LFA. Uh, uh, we just had Angelo Reyes, who's Frank Mir's striking coach, and he's coaching Frank Mir against Fedor for the end of this month. Um, so please go check that out. And if you'd like to help out any of the projects that I'm working on, just go over to blogboardjungle.com click on any of the Amazon links when you want to do an Amazon purchase and uh, you know you'll be helping me out uh, you know well getting what you need at no extra cost or anything to you you just get what you want off of Amazon and it'll be like you never even thought about me like the ladies out here in New Jersey so thank you for listening um, I'll, uh, I'll again I'll try to keep up and uh, just follow me on Twitter at Car Basil. Uh have a good week.